Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That's right. Mohamed Kudu is in top, top form. He's been nominated for Premier League Player of the Month uh, for December. So we'll see what happens. I think uh, fans can vote for him. Uh, so you can go there uh, and try and uh, uh, vote for him, of course. But uh, my guests are all seated. Okay, uh, They're seated right here on the show. Let me introduce you to them. Sicho Fefili Vachrim is here with me. Sicho, how are you? That's right. <laughs> how are you? I'm great. Uh, I love you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's good yeah. to see you. Yeah, likewise. Uh, 2024. It's a brand new year. It's the yeah. year we finally end the AFCON hoodoo. It's the year Ghana finally wins the AFCON. Say amen. <laughs> I don't say amen to everything. <laughs> what kind of life is that? Yeah. Amen. Be fit, man. I don't have faith in it. <laughs> Mr. Gary has made his as well. Gary, how are you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. You all right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Very yes. good, huh? Muftar Nabila Abdullahi is also here. How are you? I'm good. How are you too? Very well, Muftar. I mean, since, since Muftar put on, on social media himself. I know. We will let him tell us what tell exactly, us what exactly happened. Listeners, uh, you know. What? Since, about what? Since you he, posted it. What is it about since what? Since you posted what? I posted what, many things. What no, happened to you? No, he did not you? post many things. There's only one thing that stood out. In and the last week. Muftar Nabila posted on social media that he was attacked oh, by some please. hoodlums. Oh, please, please, please. All right. You cannot discuss that because no, but you put it on social media. media. No, no yeah, you see, there are some commented. things that are very important. Okay, the public see the public protection is better than any kind of protection you can get from anywhere. Exactly. So if the pub, that's why you put it on social. So when the public is aware, they are on the lookout. Them that the police alone, they, they can't. The public is the most important. Uh, entity Somebody in all of this, so <laughs> it's information we put out. Now, can't have you go, Joe? <laughs> uh, and joining us on Zoom is Mr. Daniel Cranting. Charlie, what's happening? Still chopping the baby. We are winning the Afghan this year. Sitcho, say amen. Sitcho, <laughs> say amen. Have you seen Jordan's numbers? We are winning. <laughs> the, which ones? The, the defensive ones? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, most fouls won, most dribbles completed. That's why we used to win the AFCON. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw Gary's exercise on social media. Wow. Look, it's been a very long time I went on, like, yeah, yeah, a sustain yeah, yeah. to to debate anything. I know, you know I know. You, ha- you had some energy. But some of the things I found out quite weird. Sometimes people often think that your opinion is based on the person paying you. Somebody yeah. said that they're paying Gary. Maybe, yeah. I mean, how you going to do that? If it's that easy to get paid by athletes, all of you should, out there should go get paid. Ah, like by now, jo- ah, money, like by you? now, ah, go like, get paid. Like by now, Jordan, are you buy Daniel Grant in Lamborghini? <laughs> 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 and then, and 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 Danny's on the line. He will no, he say he's talking. No, nah, he's talking. Right? He's no, what? You know, you know that. Uh-huh. If if Gary or myself were constantly posting stats of Kudus Mohammed, they would say, "Oh, it's true, it's true." But because you know, in your small corner. Don't agree with what I'm saying. Then it means that what I'm saying is based on money. What kind of <laughs> what kind of class two thinking is that? <laughs> <laughs> the logic doesn't add up. It's not logic. The logic doesn't it add is, up. Oh, 
it's yeah. so embarrassing sometimes but yeah we understand that not everybody had quality basic education so some people will think it's always yeah, that relax, 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 relax. <laughs> oh no it is true the year has oh, already no, started the violence you are starting oh, it you see Tayu, i'm stating facts i'm not it's, it's not about this is not personal but it is true when when somebody says something and the person backs it up with facts like what gary was doing yesterday and then the first thing you can do is to say that he's being paid to do what he does then you know that the person thinking is is rocky there's something wrong with the thinking yeah, and it yeah. is true our educational system is flawed so you can easily <laughs> attribute it to that then uh, you're attacking ministry of education can you yeah, no. <laughs> the same system that taught you oh god yeah. anyway daniel welcome to the show but yeah i agree like people do that a lot we beg you okay if you disagree you disagree and journalists are not superhuman we are better place to have access to information that is true so when somebody puts out an opinion and they back it up with facts the your conclusion should not be is that because they are strongly supporting a certain opinion and backing their opinion with facts it means that they haven't paid to do so because in your estimation somebody in their right minds should not be supporting or backing jordan in your wisdom <laughs> he cannot be supported so if you are supporting him then it means that there's a problem. Someone called me a, a trouble because because I was uh, back in Barama because we are all from oh, right. the northern yeah, 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 yeah. I found out quite weird. I was blamed one time for uh, uh, Baba Raman's poor performance. They said it was my tweet that influenced his call-up. <laughs> because I went to tweet that Baba Raman was bowling in Greece. In Greece Somebody's yeah. first response, you know, Momo has landed. <laughs> oh! Because, so now so, we can't tweet anything <laughs> because you have been paid. Shall I have been paid. Anyway, guys, welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, there's only one place uh, I want us to cover a lot of bases today. Uh, Gary, uh, one of the biggest stories uh, was broken two days ago. In fact, you were the one that put out uh, the first graphic. Um, Supersport obviously announcing that they will not be broadcasting the. Uh, Africa Cup of Nations, and this is the first time that's happening in ever, ever. Yeah. Thank you very Since much. Since the comp the Super Sport was set up, thank you. Yeah. And it, it got a lot of people worried. I'm sure you saw the the comments under your people went crazy, like people went wild. Okay, and this is pay TV. We at multimedia, we do free to wear. So <laughs> we, we are the poor people. We, we we are we are the poor people. Uh -huh. Okay, uh -huh. we are the poor people. We, we but the news wasn't the news about super sports uh non-coverage of the competition wasn't even the biggest deal the biggest deal perhaps was why they went or mm. where the rights went to new world tv and there's lots of people that are thinking who the heck who <laughs> is that like where where are they how, when did they start uh how did they price super sport out of this how how did it happen and can they even pay is this not gbs you remember GBS? Remember GBS. Oh, yeah. Gateway yeah, broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. uh, 2.0. Like, because over 75 million. In fact, precisely 75.9 million for three years for 13 competitions is mm. what they have signed up for. Yeah. In that three-year period, there are two AFCONs. And then there are so many other women's AFCON, U23, U20. So 13 competitions overall. Three years. 75.9 million. Dollars, right? Yes. USD, um, and they have they are in Togo, yeah, yeah, in Togo, and they don't even, and Super Sport and Canal Plus, for example, have together 
they have about 30 million subscribers on the continent. Supersport alone has 23 million. Canal Plus has about 26.7 something. No, no, like 6 point something. Yeah. How did it happen? What do we know about them? What does this mean for the consumers? Because people are genuinely worried and it's our job to educate. Well, yeah. Um, so, a lot of people would have subscribed to pay TV, specifically Supersport, because they wanted to watch their favorite African stars at the Nations Cup. Indeed, I saw a lot of people under the, my, my, my post on social saying that, you know, they had... I mean, it was getting to the end of December, you know, a lot of people felt um, they were going to resubscribe or to even increase their whatever they were paying so that they could mm -hmm. get a, a, what do you call, a better package yeah. so that they could watch, have access to all the games. And then this disappointment came. So it's a simple matter of TV rights. And um, as, you know, listeners may want to know, the fact that a station or a media entity does not get the rights to an event or a competition does not mean that they don't care okay in the specific case of of super sport i remember my earliest memory <laughs> of watching the or seeing at the time even in town or somewhere the african cup of nations on ds on super sport yeah it's 2002 oh that's early i mean before then it was gbc you know 22 only. years ago uh -huh. so the, my, my, that's my earliest memory of actually seeing it now my earliest memory of actually you know owning it as in sitting down somewhere that oh. i can go and say that was an office i work you know this is 2006 yeah. thomas Lambo doing the afcon in egypt that's my earliest i mean but i've known but a few phone calls have told me that they've had it every year since the company was formed. Wow. The Africa Cup of Nations. So, for them, this is a historic miss. L, L or a historic yeah. miss. So, that's that. I mean, as you may know, Multi-Choice itself is 30 years this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, for the bulk of that time, they have always had the Africa Cup of Nations, mm -hmm. which, is, which is something. So, that's one thing. It does not mean that they do not care. Some people will say that, yeah, but they show all the European matches. They even show Latvia versus, in the words of my colleague Ibrahim Sanidar, right. Latvia versus Estonia. There's a huge swathe of people. You know, there's, there's a lot of people who feel like um, a lot of these media companies spend too much on European football. Yeah. You see, to the detriment of the African game, which is what this discussion will want to put into perspective. Mm -hmm. So, CAF as an organization, organize or put together the Africa Cup of Nations. Okay? It's a competition that they put together every two years. They sell. What are they selling? They are selling the footballers. Yes. The stars of the game for you and I to watch. Okay? Now, they give it to television stations who then pay for the rights to broadcast it through advertising. Right? Yes. In subsequent years across the African continent, first of all, in fact, around the world, advertising revenue has dropped a lot. Mm -hmm. That is to say, companies that traditionally pay for advertising on TV mm -hmm. are doing less and less of that. And instead, they are taking more and more of their money into other ways of getting their products out there for people to see. Mm -hmm. What are some of these other ways? Something as trivial, you may say, 
as influencers, the specter of influencers. Mm -hmm. So, as somebody told me, was it the week the year ended? They were they were we were talking about something in relation to advertising stuff on TV. Okay. And the person said that for their specific product, instead of bringing their money here to multimedia, because we're seeing that, oh, you can put... And he was like, no, I know what Joy can do for me. I know what Adum can do for me. But instead of bringing it there, the kind of product that I have is moved specifically. Good. The person was or is an iPhone seller. Okay iPhone 12, 13, 14, and going. The ones that Muftal can't afford. <laughs> those, those phones. <laughs> and, he's, and listen to this argument. His specific argument was that, oh, me to me, they are true. Joy. However, the kind of demographic he wants are in a certain specific area. So he would rather give those monies to the TikTokers. Mm. And he mentioned about 10 specific TikTokers. Influencers. The influencers. Mm -hmm. And he would rather give some of that money. And he showed me his spreadsheet where he had tested this theory over the last four months mm -hmm. and his sales had moved no problem. Mm -hmm. He feels like if he puts it on a mass medium like this, the number of times the adverts will be played and the cost for which he will play those adverts will not inure to the, the he will not get uh, what his the return on his investment and so that is what is happening around the world as media has proliferated has become more democratized more decentralized advertisers are having more choice and so they are taking their monies onto things like streaming platforms social media platforms digital platforms which is which is chipping away at the monies that companies like multi-choice and super sports and be in sports and and you know all these other broadcasters sky are making the multimedias and the gbc's of this world are making now these companies have woken up in the last five years to realize that they are not just competing with their traditional competitors that is the multimedias and gbc's of this world but other people who are able to raise money to buy these rights in to to move on yeah the rights for things like the premier league have become more and more expensive year on year why because more and more people are watching supply and demand, demand. so as more people watch the premier league around the world the premier league is increasing the price of its product of course meaning that the multi-choice and the super sports of this world must raise more money every year for the same product. And that's why every year the Premier League signs a new deal, a new broadcasting deal that is bigger than even the one in the previous year. Exactly. Who is paying? The broadcasters. Yes, the broadcasters so paying are more. paying, mm. which comes down to you and me. Mm -hmm. so, so they have increased subscription So fees. then they increase their prices for the subscription because of operational costs and because the rights to things like the Premier League are becoming more expensive. Mm -hmm. So the first question I would answer is people who complain, oh, and why is an African thing? The Africa Cup of Nations lasts how long? Four weeks maximum. Yeah, one month. One month. If the Africa Cup of Nations organizer, that is CAF, is asking a broadcaster to pay 100 CDs mm -hmm. for a four-week tournament, mm -hmm. 100 CDs, mm -hmm. and the Premier League is asking the broadcaster to pay 1,000 CDs 
For one year. For one year or nine months of football. If you are the broadcaster, what would you do to keep your audience? Which audience would you risk serving better? That is the thing. Remember, the don't, same the, don't the audience interlap though, like intersect? Intersect. They, they do, do intersect. Because However, it's the same pie. Yes. So if you are the broadcaster, your revenue or the money you are, let's say we are in 5th January, mm -hmm. most companies will start having an amount that they want to use to operate every year. Mm -hmm. Let's say you are the broadcaster. The money you want to use to operate in 2024 is 2,000 CDs. Mm -hmm. Premier League alone is taking 1,000 CDs. Mm -hmm. You are going to buy maybe Champions League. Mm -hmm. Champions League 2 is 500 CDs. Mm -hmm. Then your audience, you know that there are some who like World Athletics Championships, mm -hmm. Kakra, Cricket, Kakra, mm -hmm. Darts, Kakra, NBA, Kakra, Wrestling Kakra. Tennis be brave. Tennis be brave. So F1. F1. <laughs> so the 500 cities that is left, because you've paid thousands, you, you, you tell yourself that when you are starting every year, there are some things that are non-negotiable. Right. For, for, for most of these broadcasters, the Premier football. League mm. and football is non-negotiable. So that one, by hook or crook, you have to pay for it. Then you, Champions League, that one too, you have to pay for it. So you have a little pile, let's say 500 cities, mm. to buy the rest of all these things. Then the Africa Cup of Nations organizers come and say, um, every year you pay 50 cities for the Cup of Nations. But this year, we too, we are changing our operating model. And so we want to increase the numbers of people and make it more expensive because we believe that our product has been priced too cheaply. Mm. And that is what has happened in the Patrice Motepe administration, the new CAF president. So that's where I want us to start getting. They have increased the value of the tournament. Remember, for the last three or four years, the year-on-year -year increment in the prize monies for all the African competitions yeah. has been really, really good. It's a manifesto promise that he's fulfilled. Yes. He just announced an increase to the, the AFCON prize money. Thank you. From One five of the million manifesto to seven promises million. of the new CAF, of the recently appointed president was that he was going to make all the african competitions worth the while of the participants by making sure that the prize money was small now if they increase prize money where will that money come from let's look at the let's look at the data mm -hmm. the data suggests that so there's sponsorship and then there's broadcast rights yes so this data suggests that since 2013 mm -hmm. the winners of the afcon got 1.5 million dollars yeah. 2015 it was still 1.5 million dollars in 2017 it went to 4 million dollars 2019 it went to 4.5 million dollars so when it went to 4 million dollars that was a 64 percent increment mm -hmm. we'll produce an artwork we are doing it right now mm -hmm. now we'll put it out in 2019 they increased it by a further 12 percent mm -hmm. that was 4.5 million dollars then in 2021 a further 12 a, a further 11.1 percent on the 4.5 to, to 5, 5 million dollars mm -hmm. and now they have increased it to 7 increase. million dollars mm. if you take from 2013 to now 64 plus 12 plus 11 plus 40 that is that is a staggering amount almost 300 percent increase that is a staggering yeah. amount almost a 200 percent where does that money come from remember CAF's internally generated funds are nothing to write home about. In other words, they don't have a lot of quality sponsors. They don't have a lot of quality sponsors. Which means then that the few competitions that they have need to be priced upwards in order to ensure that if and when Ghana wins the AFCON, 
this year. Say amen. Say amen. 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 Oh, see, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. So don't worry if, about him. And when Ghana wins the Afcon this year, hmm. the seven million dollars will be worth our participation. Yes, we yeah. can finally fix Pram Pram. We can, we can finally fix Pram Pram. <laughs> <laughs> ah, why are you guys laughing? What so, is the meaning of so, this? so that is what CAF did. They said no. In <laughs> all something of seven million in coming to this country after have you the no, there is an, there is but ask for the afcon 8.6 million dollars ask, ask, ask for the ascom money we'll use it to fix <laughs> between 2016 and 2022 so, so so i'm rounding up yes now cap says that because we want fentuo and muftao and situ and gary not to watch the asian cup which will be played at the same time but to watch the africa cup of nations we need our pitches to be quality we need the cameras to be sharp mm -hmm. you need you know pe when people tune on the tv they should say ah because at the same time the premier league is ongoing it's still ongoing what should Bundesliga is ongoing what should attract uh, people to watch so is ongoing. the africa cup of nations it is money so they have increased it and instead of and the key thing this time is instead of selling the rights directly because CAF have usually sold the rights directly or through an agency they have this time given the rights out more democratically and a company from togo called new world tv paid all the money that's it yeah. so what it means is that whoever you are the money at hand is not it's not a children money yes you mentioned it yes 75.9 million dollars over three years yes that is a staggering amount for african competition yes and you see that is why immediately they agree that deal they have been able to increase the prize money do you know that the quarter finalists of this afcon will get 1.5 million dollars each yeah that we'll is that is money. eight teams that is eight teams each walking away with 1.5 million that's, dollars that's really good money if they are they are not ghana fa people they can save some money but. <laughs> <laughs> you see so that is good money now where the multi-choices and the dscb come in is that we have established that every company has a set amount they used to operate every year yeah now we have also established that the afcon is only four weeks and we have also established that Charlie, if the Premier League is there and the Champions League is there, which will take place from about August or September to May and June, mm -hmm. Charlie, it doesn't really make operational sense to come and buy the AFCON to the detriment of. But that is not that is not what happened with Passport. Let me be quick to add. Yeah. It is that they were just beaten to it by this Togolese company. It, it isn't. What about the argument that uh, they should have tried harder? After all, do you know what you used to try harder? Money. Yes. And yeah, no. No. That, no <laughs> yes. So let me finish my point. They're saying that I've seen critics say, for yeah. example, that um, there was also the option for sub licensing. Yes. They could have gone to New World. Yes. And New World would have sub licensed, especially the English market because new world even though they're pay tv platform they do not operate in in fact they only operate in about 14 countries yes super sport operating a bigger number of thank you yeah then there's canal plus and then there's star times yeah. who by the way just announced that they have, have the rights for the pay tv the yeah. one super sport doesn't have yes right yeah. and my assumption no, the only logical explanation is they've been sub-licensed by New World. Yes. So the question is, and the argument is, why couldn't Supersport do same, given that they have 
23 million subscribers mm -hmm. on the continent mm -hmm. and that it should be seen as a responsibility yes i was coming that, to that uh -huh, i was coming that to this that. is our product mm -hmm. and you have to do whatever it takes and yes they did it for the past what 29 years let's put it that, yes, way. Put it that way um so this time around what happened uh, i don't know if you're done i wanted to bring sicho in here yeah. and ask him what is it about new world that they because certainly you can't tell me that a company set up in 2015 um obviously not with the credibility and even the operational capacity of super sport be able to find the money to do all this and pay a certain price that per super sports estimation is over uh, uh overpriced How, mm. wh what is what is happening there in togo Sijo? yeah I, I, I mean we have to we have to go and look at how new or themselves have acquired some of the rights they've, they've done in more yeah they years. got the world cup last year and when they were getting the and world they got cup, the world cup against canal plus yeah I got, yeah yes and, and listen now, now this is who are the Euros. second biggest broadcasters behind super now on the continent and they've acquired the euros as well yeah okay now and the women's world cup last yeah. year. yeah now super sports blah 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 all of that multi-choice as it is canal plus is, is, is for multi-choice and that's what many people don't know the same people no, canal plus has a 30 percent stake yeah. in yeah multi in multi-choice yeah. yeah so the same owners who are running for the anglophones who <laughs> if you like we call dstv yeah for the francophones they and are the Arab canal world. plus right and so this whole thing with new world tv it's hitting both sides for Canal Plus and also for Super Sports. In because it's one. In this case, DSTV. Mm -hmm. Now, for new for new World uh, TV, when they were acquiring the World Cup, it has been rumored, it has been said or alleged that the companies that guaranteed the loans that they were going to take of course. to acquire the World it Cup had to be loans. <laughs> the CAF president's company Sunland, his personal company. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't Bro. go there. The Bro, game he said I'm here. It's been rumored. So it's been alleged. <laughs> no way. The CAF president's okay, we're company. Listening. We are listening. Right? We're part of the guarantors that got them the money to acquire the FIFA World Cup rights. Again, when you've looked at when you look at some of the owners and the partnerships that the new world TV have got, there's a sh big conflict of interest hmm. with CAF. Interesting. What super sports or multi choice are fighting against the more reason why they maybe as many people have said they've not fought for it as they should is because they know what they are up against. Maybe it was a losing battle. Numbers is an advantage for multi choice. And because of the numbers that they have, they won't pay as much as the emerging platform would pay. The reason is if multi choice is broadcasting the Afcon, because of the reach they have. And the homes they can show the games to, CAF mm -hmm. would have a bigger opportunity of advertisement, advertising sales. So, in other words, CAF sponsors will get more mileage. They'll, they'll get more mileage because and, and the competition will reach more homes. And CAF can demand more because you can straight away tell them these are the figures. That's these right. are the people who are going to see them. That's right. With New World TV, they've paid the money to CAF, which CAF might be okay with. But if CAF is doing what FIFA have done in recent years, yes. not only focusing on TV. But focusing on the big monies from Coca-Cola and what have you. Mm -hmm. And that is why when Qatar said they were going to host the World Cup, one of the very 
first things that they were advised to do was how about setting up a big sports platform yes. that dominates for a period before the World Cup. Mm -hmm. By the time you've made the numbers, when the World Cup comes and we sell the right to you as being sports, we are not only making money from the World Cup right that you've given to you, yeah. but from adverts, we are making a lot of money because by the time the World Cup was ready in Qatar, being was big, huge. They had the big. numbers they were covering many places. Now, so that's what you are saying is that I remember being sports and Qatar got the rights for the World Cup 2022 somewhere around 2011. Yes, yes. And that is around the same, same time, time that B in was formed. formed. Indeed, yeah. fact, um, fun fact. Yeah. B in sport used to be called Al Jazeera Sports. Of Thank course, you. it's the same people, same people for Al Jazeera. Yes, please carry on. And it was <laughs> as soon as they won, if they didn't win the Qatar the right for the World Cup, there's no B. It was all part of the plan, right? Now with New World TV coming into the picture. The money they are going to pay upfront to CAF can be good. Mm -hmm. But in terms of sponsorship, CAF are playing a very dangerous game here. For now. Mm. For now. Because not every country has a GTV Sports Plus yeah. or a GBC in terms of national broadcaster mm. where they can close all programming and show all 52... How many games? 52. 52, 52 games. Yes. Right? Not all countries... I've got national broadcasters capable of doing that. And New World TV is not everywhere on the continent. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the trick. For Ghana, we are lucky because we can have a, a local... And, and you see, ah, and for Ghana, New World TV... Join Prime to the rescue. Go, you see, <laughs> <laughs> New World TV... And we are working on it. We too, if we get gar cor correct guarantee for loans somewhere, we're going to take that. <laughs> yeah, for New World TV, for New World TV, they've not only acquired the paid TV rights. They've got both. They've got both. Free to, to air, air, pay TV. So, CAF have just boxed everything. And when Multitrace were buying the right, they were buying pay TV. Of course. Mm. Then CAF would distribute it to... Now, New World TV have got, have got everything and they are distributing it. Now, here's the thing. Because New World TV don't have their boxes everywhere on the continent, mm -hmm. we now would have to rely on free to air. Yes. Now, what our understanding is, they would then be distributing them to national broadcasters. Yes. From there, they can spread it to other broadcasters. Now, that's the point. Not every country now will show all the games. Not every country now will see all the Afghan games. Because even for the national broadcasters of some countries, media is not big everywhere like Ghana. it is in Ghana. So even in some countries, they will show the games that matter. The big games. The games that they are, that country is involved in and their group. They might not show Namibia when they play Gambia. Mm. They might not show the games that many people are not going to watch. Now, the more the reason why again the prize monies were able to increase is when we got to 24 games 24 teams. 24 teams it was more games for broadcasters to show yeah so more times for you to advertise more time for you to advertise mm -hmm. so with time if new world tv is not expanding fast enough in the next three years mm -hmm. the money they've paid upfront would be good for calf but in terms of how they generate money from other revenue sources that is where the problem could be and the thing about multi-choice as well is, if I'm doing proper business, I'm not fighting as hard for the AFCON. And this is why. That's what I've said, right? And Gary has said it. <laughs> the AFCON, again, is in January, February. If you're, and you're, you have the best sports content already on the platform, which means that your, your subscribers will subscribe anyway. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to say, I'm not going to pay my subscription because there's no AFCON, right? People want to watch. First of all, you're a football fan. 
And a football fan means when want some of the best football. The only reason, so, that, the reason you have it mm. is because of all the other all things, the apart other, from AFCON. So, so AFCON is just an addition. In January, February. An important addition. Yes. To be fair. In January, February, you still watch your La Liga, you still watch your Premier League, you still watch your Champions League, which will be coming back in February. Mm -hmm. If the AFCON was in June, July, multi choice pays the money. Because around that time, when maybe there isn't a major, and even this time there's serious You have a good well. point, yeah. If the Afghan is in June, July, where you need that summer break to be filled with massive sports content. So let's say, hold subscribers. It, if it is in a free summer. A free summer where... If it's in a summer and it's clashing with the, the Euros, yeah. problem. The, and that is why at some point, Montreal was, they were buying the Copa America every year. They stopped. Why? Time. And when it clashed with Eros at some point, they realized that Eros was more beneficial. The timing is better. Mm -hmm. Africans, Aumachimu, mm -hmm. Bebo, Copa America, nobody was. So they stopped showing it. So because it's in January, and Gary has said it, and it's four weeks, if they don't show the AFCON, they won't die. They will not lose their subscribers. Because me, I'll pay and watch the Premier League and the Champions League. You will pay and watch. In, in, the, in fact, it's not just that. You will find other means to watch rather than opting out. Yeah. So let's say if you're so much a big fan of pay TV, yeah. you might end up adding a Star Times to your to your to, to your, your household. To your household. Yes. To watch the Afcon. Yes. But you won't throw away. <laughs> so so in business terms, in business terms, multi choice. Of course. Subscribers are not going to be happy. They're not going to be seeing the after. I'm sure they as, as they are doing. Oh, the insults they're plenty. <laughs> but in business terms, and, and let's face it, no broadcaster, including yourselves, Joy Prime and Joy FM, make profit from broadcasting the Afcon. It's hard though. But <laughs> no, if, no, if, no if, we, if, if we get, you are even going too far. Muftar, go not, on. Not just the Afcon, but no broadcaster. Is able to recoup money invested the, into, into buying the rise of competition. Yes, it doesn't happen. Yes, no, no broadcaster is making so it's difficult. So it why is. would Super Sports, why would Multi Choice go and compete with New World TV, overpay the eighty million they've paid, and show the tournament for four weeks when they know they won't make that money back? Why didn't they take the? Okay, my so question again. Why didn't they take the sub licensing? Uh, option which Marcos. which hold on, hold on, hold on. which no hold which uh star times have gone to take it's also a pay tv platform people can watch the afghan on that platform now which is also paid and they have a box star they times. didn't get the rice from yeah Calf. yeah they went to new yeah. world so so that's what we said star times they need the afghan more than multi-choice it's a fact no there's that yeah it's, it's the only reason why star times can miss out because for star times especially in the uh, anglophone countries yeah. it's either Star Times or DSTV. Yeah. Now, if DSTV are not going to show it and you are Star Times, it is your best opportunity of getting or sustaining subscribers because DSTV won't show it and or, or maintaining your, your, your subscribers. Yeah. So, Star Times need to because as for DSTV, they will still keep their subscribers because they will show the Premier League, the, the, the La Liga and everything. But Star Times will know that without the, 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 the uh, uh, AFCON, they might lose out on many, many things. So they'll get the uh, they'll get the Afcon, which makes sense for them. Put, put a simple way, in one sentence, if DSTV don't show the Afcon, the propensity or the likelihood that they will lose subscribers yeah. that will hurt them is very low. Yeah, it's very low. And that's for fact. Star Times to show the Afcon, it is a better.
better way for them to get new that's right subscribers yeah, that's they right. can keep yeah. that's right which is why they will go and pay and pay, and pay for business. it so yes. if you look at it from the business angle you understand why dstv or multi-choice we should say right. I, think that, I, think, I think that is very well explained yeah. I, I I i'm even going to the angle of the bidding process and, and i know feature you are very much aware of this the bidding process is always quite complicated yeah. okay and if you look at an entity like multi-choice they've got a track record they know very well that let's say if new world is going to table a bid of say 80 million for the product they will just need to add 500,000 on top of it and it's game yeah they're good to go yeah yeah but sometimes you also need to have the power brokers in there in the conversation mm -hmm. if you do not have the power brokers in the conversation it's difficult for you to be able to win like secure and Gary have said multi-choice will not be hurt that much that they are not going to show the african cup of nations because the the competitions that people subscribe to for a whole season or monthly are ongoing right now i've had the privilege of speaking to people who have engaged some of these companies in terms of selling broadcast rights what calf is selling <coughs> is not just the african cup of nations it is the flagship competition of calf that they are selling but they will attach the CAF Champions League, the Women's Cup of Nations, the other junior competitions, and all that. They attach all these products, put it together as a package, and sell it to you, yep. and you would buy. Like New, uh, New World TV has done. They've bought it for three years. In these three years, which is 13 competitions, it means that every single year, they have 13 competitions they are going to show. So in three years, uh, 13, 13, 13, that's like 39? No, no. CAF doesn't have 13 competitions in a year. So it's 13 competitions for the three-year three period. Years. No. So they have the CAF Champions League. Yes. Yeah, for three seasons. For three seasons. Yes. Yeah. They have the... They, have two, they have two half courts. Yeah, they have two half They have one under they 20, have the, under 20 one under men's half courts. So altogether, so altogether every, is 13. Everything, yeah. everything is 13. Yes. So within this period, what it means is that New World TV have got variety of content to serve to the people. But the bigger challenge would be how are they able to break into the English market? Because as we speak, like uh, Sito mentioned, they are like 14 <coughs> countries. Let me tell you how they do it. Sub-licensing. So GTV will go and buy from them. They will get money. In fact, in fact uh, Nigeria broadcaster will go and buy. GPC will buy the free to air. That's right. Uh, but it's still money going to New World. Sitio mentioned something very interesting. Since 2019, no free to air channel have been able to show every single match of the competition. I understand that. No, no but you, you yeah. met, you, I was answering the question you asked about how they would break even. Yes. And I was saying that a starting point, like you said, they have limitation in terms of selling boxes or presents. Yes. Uh-huh. Subscribers. I'm saying one advantage they do have is that sub-licensing. So all the other free-to-air channels and all the other that operate in all the other countries will come to them and pay money. Apart from the FTA, there we have already a pay TV, another pay TV platform that operates in sub-Saharan Africa going to them and also sub-licensing. Yeah. So I'm saying that yeah. that is one way they will make money, which they are already doing. Because we know GBC have gone to pay and taking the rights. Now we want to take from GBC and <laughs> oh, they are Fetio, doing something, something. Fetio, you see, when you want to 
In fact, I'm not saying New World TV is a competitor of multi-choice because they can't be. They are trying to. But when you want to break into a market, it's extremely difficult for you to sub-license to a company you want to compete with. Of course. That, so that's why it's put so, to them for So if you think that uh, New World TV would really give the product to multi-choice, it's going to be a very difficult thing for them to do. And they'll There's play hardball and demand for you are right. more money. You're right. But even for multi-choice, as big boys, they'll be like, Okay, go on. Go on and show that. Let's see how many people, audience you have at exactly. the end of Exactly. And, 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 and when the figures come out, Multi-Choice will be sitting and be laughing because and, I doubt they, they reach And even those companies numbers. like Multi-Choice, when they want to buy a product, they're not coming to buy just one off product. They have to buy within a certain period. Yeah. And so it's not just like, get it, let's get let, it for all this half the half yeah. We take the half yeah. and yeah. we are done. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe GBC can go and do that. Multi, uh, multimedia group can go and do that but an entity like multi-choice they want to buy for a certain duration right, and if, if new world is not willing to give them within that duration then they'll also be reluctant to pay the money probably they're asking for all right very interesting. so the last thing i would add is that companies buy rights for different reasons and this is very important oh, yeah. and that is what muftao has been saying in in other words for some reasons in marketing they say it's a market entry technique right yeah. It's a ma for market entry reasons. Yeah. So now, a year ago, no, none of look till November. I had no clue who <laughs> knew. And they were here since 2015. And they were here since 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we are discussing. Now we know them. In yeah. fact, one of our good friends has texted and he probably has texted you that why are we mentioning them plenty like that? So we are spoiling. <laughs> we are, we are, why are we mentioning those people plenty like that? Yeah. So now they and that's what they wanted. Yeah. They want people to know that they exist. One of their, in fact. On my Germany trip, I was on the trip with their sports editor. Yes. His name is Anthony Pla. I'm sure mm -hmm. you've heard of him. Very mm. popular guy in the Francophone yeah. world. French guy, white guy, who lives and works in Togo. Uh, he's, uh, he has an Irish passport as well because his wife is Irish. And he comes to Ghana every few months for Irish visa. <laughs> he told me that. And he was the one I first heard about New World from. from. Yeah. You know, in fact, I wanted him to join this competition. He said he's sick because the poor planning of the Afghan overarmed. <laughs> <laughs> because they're planning to do commentary in Bambali, yeah. in Ewe, in... Like, they're focusing a lot on local languages. Local languages. Yes, they're focusing a lot on local language broadcasting. And he's the one responsible for trying to get broadcasters and even pundits yeah. for all those local... And Adibayo works for them. That's the reason yeah. you don't hear about Adibayo anymore as much as you used to in Ghana. In Ghana, yeah. He's working full-time for New World TV, who have the rights for the Bundesliga yeah. Yeah. over there in Togo and so many other competitions. So, um, even our good friend, what's his name? Uh, the the uh, the Marseille defender who scored the winning goal in the '93 Champions League. The Basso Boli. Boli works yeah. for them. Basso Boli. Basso Boli works for them as well. And he listen. It was very a very interesting conversation that I had with him. It's rather unfortunate that he couldn't join us. He says he's really really sick. So, I, but he was going to join us to have a, a, a help us better understand. Uh, what New World is all about. So but anyway, yeah. anyway, um, st uh, Star Times say they have their... But I have mentioned the, many the, times. No, uh, apparently we have not mentioned it enough. Oh, oh. 
Joe. I have not. <laughs> no, I said I bet. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, you know, you know, you know who it is. You know me, Ellie. Ellie, Ellie, Kondo, and and uh, 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 it's my boss. My boss, my boss, or my brother, both of them. Sometimes, sometimes you get up. Anyway, thank you guys. Yeah, but but God willing, if we haven't got the right, of course that's why we have not. But if we should get the right, then start as we can't mention you. For now, they can't mention you. But uh, as, as, as typical of us, last minute, we'll sweep in. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I'm able to bring it away here with Pakitar. Could have some man ahead of him. He's got War Prowess in his eye line. If he can get it across, if he needs to, he doesn't. Brilliant. Montunos Nakunas as West Ham United lead. It's been an excellent start. And that is a supreme counter-attacking goal from a man right on top of his game. That's right, Mohamed Kudus right on top of his game. Uh, you're listening to Game Plan on 103.9 Hits FM and 99.7 Joe FM, brought to you by Patriot as well as Betway, of course. And uh, let me tell you, I'll tell you about them very, very shortly. Uh, the Patriot Okay, I'll tell you about that very, very shortly. But the 90s, the Joy FM 90s jam is this particular Friday. This very Friday. This very Friday uh, is the Joy FM 90s jam. Tonight, uh, yes, I mean tonight. Hold on. I mean tonight. This morning, I was showing my dance moves. People thought I was I was going crazy. I said I had I, I found some new moves and people thought something, something. Don't worry. City Galleria Mall is adjacent uh, the Accra Mall. That would be the place to be. Uh, if it's from 8 p.m. till 4 a.m., we're taking you all the way back to the 90s and playing the best music you can find. Uh, you can get a ticket. Join us there. Star 714 star 003 hash. Star 714 star 003 hash. And I can tell you this. The VIP tickets are all sold out. So regular tickets remaining. It's only 150 Ghana cities. Let's go jump and close out the year. Monday's a holiday. So we can do our own 90s jamathon and jam all the way till, uh, of course, Monday. Uh, the Joy FM's 90s jam is brought to you by Frito Sunflower Oil. Enjoy the goodness and tasty meals. NLA 590 Mobile. Still are uh, the sim. You can just dial star 959 hash to play. Soccer bet your best bet for sports betting. Day by day men. Strong powerful lotion for active men. MTN everywhere you go. Velton's Bay distributed by Kingdom Books and Stationery. The Joy FM 90s uh, jam powered by Silicon Productions of course. Get yourself a ticket. Petroso. Every drop matters, just as every penny counts. Uh, good quality fuel, of course, enhances your vehicle performance and reduces maintenance costs. So take no risk in times like this. All you need is value for your money. Look no further. Drive to the next Petrosol fuel station uh, for your clean, accurate quantity fuel stu- uh, suitable for new technology vehicles. Be a happy customer, fill with smiles, drive more miles, and save more money. Petrosol, your clean uh, quality fuel in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience uh of course we're talking about the ghana squad next uh, daniel kratin has been warming his uh his mouth he has a lot to say about the ghana squad so do stay with us of course uh, we are on till 3 p.m this show uh but let me tell you about the sports writers association of ghana uh, that is swag on behalf of Ghanaians. 
will honor sports excellence at the 48th Nguvu Swag Awards on Friday, January 12, 2024. That's next Friday at the Accra International Conference Center at exactly 6 p.m. The theme for this year's award ceremony is leveraging on the benefits of the 13th Africa Games. The prestigious and longest-running awards event in Ghana, the Swag Awards, will be under the distinguished patronage of the Vice President of the Republic of Ghana, His Excellency Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Come, let's celebrate our sports legends like never before with high life sensation Kofi Kinata and Singaton Queen. Efwa Asantua Eduanum. Why does Singaton has no benefits now? Hey, she's 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 you know she's a swag member. Of course, that's by, what I'm saying. By association. By association. By by and by marriage. By marriage. Uh, she's come to perform. No, no that we can't guest. tell. She's, she's a guest. A guest. Ah, oh, okay. Because her but husband is a proud Kinata swag or... member. Oh yeah, I mean it must be there. Uh-huh. Yes, and now. Uh, Why she performs what? 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 What will happen? What she can perform? She uh, can perform. Uh, that one, I don't know. Her voice. I uh, think so. Yeah, she was she's in, in Tamale. She's in Tamale. Yes. Yes. That is different singing. <laughs> <laughs> so the 48th Nguvu Swag Awards is sponsored by Nguvu Mining Limited, Ghana Civil Aviation Authority, Goyle Ghana, National Lottery Authority, Stambic Bank, SES HD Plus, Multi Guinness, Chilliam Industries, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Swag. When you scout, they mention they mention the sponsors and then they finish with etc. Etc. They have sponsors they don't want to mention. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. This one. No. Come on, boy. Chance you mean, you mean we need to see the financial report. We have to, but we are proud members. <laughs> 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 we pay dues. Ah, yes. But me, I'm the last voting yes. we vote, you vote. Ah, I am a you member. Know vote, I, you vote. Listen, I am a member in good standing. That's all you That's need all that matters. That's all that I need to know. You need to know whether I voted or I didn't vote. That's not that's an, none of your business. You didn't have because you you is not a member in good standing. Yeah, I, I'm then I'll be like when and when we start, then you start crying. You Can are here doing allegation that you don't. Meanwhile, the voting took place like several months ago. Did you understand? Yeah. Since then, thank you. Since then, there have been many other opportunities for people who were not even in good standing to become good standing members. He doesn't know that, and he's going about with allegations. Should we ask him, my friend? Remember that the Swag Hours comes off on Friday, January 12, 2024, at the Accra International Conference Center. You can contact 0244-280-802 for more sponsorship. Oh, I mean, I'm a Swag member, so this one I'll promote it well. We are not done. Okay. If you want tickets as well, because it's not free, it's not all of you are sports journalists. Some of you have been insulting us, so we won't give you for free. Those who say we are paid to think, yes. So we won't give you for free. But, but Kudus Mohammed, uh, the nominees, they'll all be there. So if you want to see stars, come. come in there. We, we are not paying them to be there, but you must come and pay and come and be there. If you can't be insulting us, no problem. We know ball. But it is our award ceremony. Come and buy tickets. All right. So just call 0244 uh, and then you can get details. The 48 Swag Awards, another time to celebrate sports excellence. All right. What's next then? On Monday, Chris Hutting held a press conference and named. Uh, his Ghana squad, 27-man squad for the Africa Cup of Nations. They have been camping in Kumase uh, since Tuesday. Today is day four. Inaki Williams was the latest player to join the camp. He joined up with the rest of his teammates this morning. Only one more player outstanding, Kudus Mohammed. I had a conversation with an FA official who told me uh, they don't know when Kudus will join the team. However, they are aware that even 
as late as yesterday, he still had some more medical tests. Last with, night. Uh, last night, exactly. With uh, West Ham still trying to ascertain the extent of his current injury uh, and to see. But 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 remember, they said it's it's a it's a slight like they've. Is it? Uh, yes, they say it's a slight injury. In fact, and if, they gave, if they gave West Ham the authority, they probably would have injected and played him on Tuesday. And played him on Tuesday. Against Brighton. Uh, yes, against and the GFA Brighton. said, hey, hey, uh, no, yes. hey, don't do that. He was released on Monday, so he can't play for you. <laughs> but he can stay for you to... Angry, no. yeah. so he can stay for you to treat him. <laughs> but he can't stay for you to use him. Do you know, but do you know that if, <laughs> if I am West Ham and the other Premier League clubs, the national teams would be annoying, but... Ah, very annoying. You, you let me use a player. Rough. But me, I should treat him so that you use him. Yes. No, but but and when he gets here, you bring him back for me to treat him. Yes, <laughs> but also it's you know, you know, it is in your interest. You are the one who went to pay forty million for him. We, we didn't do anything for him. Or exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all we all he had to do was no, to be friend, born here. Friend, friend, one thing is that it's not as if when the players get, get injured, the FA just leave them like that. No, they don't leave them. That, but the, the treatment cost. Yes. No, the treatment. If it's a FIFA World Cup, that's why they even pay the clubs. But for Afcon, Afcon has no incentive for paying clubs for injured players. No, it's not about the incentive for injured players. What I'm just, what I'm just wanting to understand is that the FA, anytime a player gets injured and the player is supposed to undergo surgery and he's not going back to his club immediately, the FA takes care of their cost. Yes, but how many players? We're here. Yes. But how many players have undergone surgery but here? A, a player like um, Jarrah Kamenko, it was the FA that paid about $15,000 or so for the surgery. Yes. yes, but at yes. the time, think about this. It was before a World Cup. Yes. And uh, so, just Jarrah Kamenko, no? His situation, it was basically in the hands of Ghana. So, for example, there was no league going on. Yes. You were not going to send him to his club. No. But were you? What I'm saying, it is not just that one. It just, it's not no, just... No, I guess it's a collaboration. Yes. But I'm saying that what Gary said, but it's the fact. The if he gets injured... Yes. If he gets... No, the, the class, they ball come more. But let's also give the FA their due that. They don't just leave them... So, true, true, true. Have you not seen that they've had collapse? Players have gone to camps and they've had knocks and they return to their clubs the because the club will say that because the club says you should come yes that's, that's what, what we say what, what, what that's you want to do because that's the club will say that that's what we say come we know you know a doctor uh, but you uh, we, no, we, so we don't trust your doctor hold on Kranzi yes Kranzi you say what Tairu yes the debate that is going on there I don't understand but if a player who gets injured at the club wouldn't you also miss national team duty don't the club know that January, February, half one time. When you are buying the player last two years, didn't you know that he was Ghanaian and that you come to an half one? That thing is never an excuse, though. True story. It's never an excuse. No, true it's story. Called, yes, it's true. True story. It's never an excuse. So they shouldn't use it when the time as a convenient uh, uh, reason to, to uh, uh, what? Absent the player from national team duty. You know that the person is African. The same way you know the person is Asian, that every two years in January, the player will go. Son has been doing it. Salah has been doing it. Kudu should come home. Which we have a medical team who treat him. This thing that the European clubs do is very funny. Oh, yeah. You trust, we trust, we trust, we trust Dr. Pambo. Ah. When Kudus, when Kudus was at uh, uh, his, uh, uh, the team, uh, the team in Niman, and he went to right to Dream and we were training, we put him in an under 17 team, took him to Northland. Where was West Ham? They have come to take the fruit of our football system. Now give him to us for one month while I come to do to do. Master, it's never an excuse. It's not an excuse. Don't let me. Okay. We're wasting time on the matter. Let's Gr- Granty, the calm down. Let's go to the squad then. Let's go to the squad. Uh, three goalkeepers, Richard Ofori, Joseph Wallacott, Lawrence Atizigi. Uh, defenders, Ali Deseidu, Dennis Odoi, two right backs, Kinsley Schindler is another one. That's three. 
Gideon Mensa, Abdul Fatah Hamid are the left backs in the team. Nicolas Opoku, Daniel Amate, Salisu Mohamed, Alexander Jiku, four centre backs. Uh, midfielders, Baba Idrisu, Elisha Owusu, DMs, Abdul uh, Sam Samed Sales is also there. Richmond Lamte, Majida Shimeru, Mohamed Kudus, Andre Ayu, Ransford Yabua Koningsdorfer is also named here as a midfielder. There are three wingers named in the squad. Osman Bukhari, Joseph Pencil, Jordan Ayu, and Enes Nyama. And then there are three forward players. Inaki Williams, Anton Semanyo, Jonathan Sua. Cranting, you... Um, you held uh, a record three-hour space on the on the squad. Uh, quite a lot was discussed, and one of the key things that stood out, obviously, is the last matter that we were discussing: Kudus Mohammed and his injury situation, whether we, or not the squad has enough quality to replace him, in, in case he gets injured. But even before we get into that, what is what? What are your thoughts on the makeup of the squad? Is it balanced? Do we have enough quality in there uh, to compete at this Afcon? I'll give it a 7 over 10. I'll give it a 7, uh, seven over 10 because of all the all the, the situation, various situations and scenarios that we find ourselves in. You see, we've in the past, what, uh, six months, we've struggled with a particular profile in a particular position. Let me see the number eight, ball uh, progresses. We've had injuries to um, Ashimeru during that period. We've had a long injury to Daniel Kofitre. Uh, Pate has also been injured. So there's been a bit of difficulty when it comes to finding a player to, to fit that profile. Thankfully enough, Ashimeru is fit for the competition, so he's coming. Uh, we've seen Richmond Lamte being drafted into the, into the squad, and I think that is to accommodate the, the absence of somebody like Thomas Partey, who I think would miss. But I feel like because of the glaring need for a player of that sort of profile or a player of that quality, I think... At least if I was the one naming the squad, I would have named an extra player in that position. And when I look at the 55-man squad, I was a bit disappointed that a player like Fosnamankwa didn't make the final squad. Granted, he doesn't have uh, national team experience, but that could also be said uh, about a player like Richmond Lamte. But when you look at the sort of football that he's playing in Austria. He's been brilliant over the past year. He's doing well this year. The minutes he gets, we all see. And the most important thing is that he fits the profile and he's been exposed to a certain standard of football. So for me, when you look at the players who featured in that role for the Black Stars over the past two years, and the two of them, the guys who have made most appearances in that role is Partey and then uh, Daniel Kofitre. I would say that if both of them are missing, it is not enough to replace them with one, a player in Ashimeru who has a lot of quality but hasn't had a lot of um, experience at the Black Stars. And then Richmond Lamte, who is now coming into the Black Stars for the first time. I don't think those two are enough. Just because you don't know what you are going to face at the competition. So I would have added a third option just to, 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 to help the coaches. You don't know what will happen at training. You don't know who fits what game plan the best. So having somebody like Fortinamankwa at least as an addition would have made sense to me. Especially when I look around the squad. And I see uh, uh, this guy, Ransford uh, Yeboah Koningsdorf. I don't have anything against him. I think in club football, the little I've watched, I think he's a good player. The only thing is, I struggle to understand why he's been part of the setup for a very long time. I think the past year or year and a half. Mm. And we've hardly ever seen him make appearances. And for me, 
at this point, there's a very valuable spot in the team that should have gone, in my opinion, should have gone to a player in the profile of, of, of the Richmond Lamptis and the Ashimeru's in Fortuna Mankwa. And so that's where I'm a bit disappointed. And also in the in the forwards, in terms of the forwards, um, apart from Jonathan Soa, we don't have a recognized center forward in our team. And for me, that is also a problem. We've had a team that has been struggling for goals. Inyaki Williams doesn't feature as a center forward for his for his club side. Semenyo doesn't feature as a center forward for his club side. In fact, none of our players except uh, Jonathan Soa features. Yeah. As a center forward, because it looks so, like we have about seven or eight wingers in the team. Yeah, yeah, and for me, yes, you might talk. That you might say that there are some players who there was. A, you see, there's a difference if, like, uh, for example, Michael Essien back in the day, that deep role, combative role he used to play for um, with Lyon, whom Chelsea was very different from when he was playing with Ghana. In Ghana, he had a bit more freedom, so. That's a different example because he was excelling in the Ghana example. So it will make sense if he continues. Inyaki struggles when he plays as a center forward for Ghana. Semenyo struggles when he plays as a center forward for Ghana. So when I look around the 55-man the squad, now this is my argument. Although Benatekpete doesn't necessarily play as a center forward, for me, in the players, the players of that mode, I think he's a, the more natural goal scorer than all of them. That's, that's at least how I see it. When you watch him uh, at Ludigrace, whether he's coming off the left, whether he's coming off a second striker of the right, his composure in the box for me is, is, is much better. And if you look at the numbers, his, his finishing is actually much better than um, Inyaki and Co. In other words, so he's a more that, aggressive presence. Yes. If you have him in the box, he, he, he gives you a bit more. So for me, I think we should have had a player of, with that option. He's kind of... <laughs> Not not okay. Similar in terms of his aggression when it comes to uh, Jonathan Soa, but he's a more pure a, a, a pure finisher than him. So I would have also thought that maybe we should have made space for him in the squad because you never really know when you need a player like him. I remember in the last Afcon, um, on our, on our, at our previous uh, uh, employ, remember we spoke about the we discussed the squad, and at the time most people didn't really see the need for. Uh, 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 because he was it was almost similar to Oningsdorfer. He comes into the squad, but unless somebody is injured, he never really gets an opportunity. But he was drafted into the squad. And I said, you see, when you are going to competitions like this, it's always very important to have different, at least one or two players who are very different from the profile of players that you would ordinarily want. As in that fits your system. There are some profile of players that fit everything. Like target men. You never know when you'll be to be locked at 1-1 and you badly need to open up the opposition. Then you can throw in a player there who can hit long balls too. That is not your ideal style but it is a, a, a last gasp effort for you to try and grab something out of the game. Those players if you look at the top teams across the world you always have at least one or two of those players in their squads. Not because those guys are the best players but they fit in the, 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 yeah, they fit in the tournament setting because you never know what is going to happen. So for me when I look at the the variety in our attack, I don't think there is a lot. I think there are too many similarities between our players, especially in Yaki and then Semenyo. Um, Jonathan Soa, for me, yes, he's, he's done good in the few minutes that he's, mm. he's been thrown on. But even from a technical point of view, 
I'll just throw a question to the listeners. If you if you needed a goal in the last 10 minutes and you looked on your bench and there was Tekpete and there was Jonathan Sua, who would you rather throw on? I think most people would say Tekpete because he can get you a goal. And he can get you the goals and he's proven it at a very high level. So those are the two areas that I was a bit disappointed in. Other than that, I think injuries and uh, abstention has just uh, hurt us in a way in terms of the quality that we would have had in our team, in terms of tournament experience. And when you go back to Afcons, a player like uh, Barbara Mann has that much experience and he's shown it. Afcon 2015, 2017, 2019, he had very good competitions then and you always need to draw on that experience. But that being said, it's not like this team doesn't have a, a, a tournament experience and sometimes it is not only experience that you need. Sometimes you need a form, you need experience and you need a willingness of the players to also want to go and compete. Yeah. And I think that, look, on the back of the poor Afcon the poor World Cup, if these players are not motivated enough or this group of players are not motivated enough to go and change the narrative, then I don't know for them. Because I think, other than that, aside the things I've mentioned, which I don't think will be will gravely affect us at the competition, I think it could affect us, but not gravely affect us at the competition. Especially also comparing this team and this midfield to what we had in 2021. I think this is good enough. Um, especially with Ashmiru. I think this is his tournament for me. I've been looking at the squad and I've been if he can stay growing fit. up. If he can stay fit, hopefully he will. It's just one month, Ashmiru, we beg you. But you see, if he can stay fit, I think this is his competition. Most people have really wanted to see what he can prove. He's done it in, in bits and pieces. But with the absence of party, there's really no excuse. He's going to get his time. And, and he must hopefully deliver. if he gets his time, mm. yeah, he must deliver. So aside that, look, and with a kudus issue, he will come. It's just about oh, come there, he'll come. Come there, he'll come. Oh, he'll come, mm-hmm. and he'll play, and he'll play all the games, whether they like it or not. Ninety <laughs> minutes, he'll play. Oh no, it's true. No, he has look, to. Of he, course, he's fit. He has to. He has to. Tell you, you see, so some of these arguments, it's very funny for me. So it's 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 sometimes very funny for me because it is not like when the players are excused for the Afcon, they come and they are playing darts or they are playing Ampe Pro Max. It's the same football they are playing. You get it. It's not like when you, if you, the, best, the player stays in his team, he's going to rest. So I always use this Afcon, uh, this uh, Afcon uh, uh, argument against the Euros. During the Euros, that is the time the players are supposed to be resting. You know, it's not like if the player goes doesn't go for Euros, the player will still be playing football. So the risk is the same. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If I excuse my player in the middle of the season to Afcon, he's still playing football. The, the chances of him getting injured at the AFCON is very similar to the chances of him getting injured in the league. But during the Euros and during the World Cup and, and the rest, competitions are done. So if you have a star player who is not going to any competition, that star player is resting and is helping me rather than going to the Euros to go and risk injury. So when it comes to... I think it's, very, it's a very convenient uh, uh, example when it comes to, oh, that if he gets hit, we are bringing him back. Who do we bring him back to? And to the person who wants to pay 40 million for him. And you factored all these things into the price tag because you. So when the time comes for you to release him, Moga, relax, release our player, <laughs> let him come and play, and you play for us and very well, very well. Very so well. Uh, very well, Daniel. I think your point is very well made. Um, so then it brings me to my next question, which is directed at Shucho, a man fascinated by tactics. So then, enough of the lamentations about who should have made it, who shouldn't have made it. Daniel has made brilliant analysis on what he thought about the squad and who he thought should have been there and what he thought of the composition of the various aspects of the squad. So then now we have 26 players, soon to be 27. 
in the past, Keating has struggled to find the right balance or at least to get the team playing the way we want. All right. Now he has them. He has 10 days to do that. Put together a team capable of competing with the material that he has. When the bell rings, can cry, okay, for that first game against Kivet, what in your estimation would be an ideal team to put out there? Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, Very tough. We could have about five different teams from the, from the set that he scored. Mm. But I think one of the things that Ghana have, we've always struggled with is when we play against teams that have got pace. Teams that just can move the ball around a bit quick with a bit of you know sharpness. We just can't go Quick transitions. Yeah. And so when he played against Portugal at the World Cup and then just, he just lifted the, the, the tempo of the game a little bit, we struggled. In the second half against Korea, we saw what happened. You know, and against Algeria in our friendly games, all these games when when the tempo is a bit too high, we, we can't cope. Comrades did it to us, you know. Twice. Yeah, twice. So I'm looking at a team that is people are good and they make it there, but they can be quick. Yeah. You know, they can be very quick when they play. So I'm gonna look at a team that and it's a tournament. Let's look let's now when you're going to a tournament, the most important thing that you think about is the knowledge of the results mm-hmm. that can help you. Because you are playing the 24-team tournament, when you finish third, you can still progress. Yeah. And when, are the, when you are at the knockout stage, it's anybody's game because you can hold your opponent until 0-0, go to the shootout, get one lucky goal, somebody gets sent off, all of a sudden the game, nobody really can predict what tournaments are. But first, you need to know what results will send you through. So the most important thing for every single of one of those three games is not to lose. That is why I think Ghana's best bet is to make sure that the back is as solid as it can be. Because when we've seen Chris Hutton's team play, we are extremely exposed. Just one ball over the top, one ball down the middle, and we are all over the place. Is Salisu the solution here? Because he's not had him since. He I don't think Salisu is a solution. In fact, in fact, when we look at the best partnerships, centre-back partnership two, centre-back partnerships in the, in the Black Stars, in the last two years or so, Salisu is one of them. Salisu is not the best partner of Jiku. He isn't the best partner of Amate. And when can, he be, has played with can, Amate can he complement those two in the back three? That, as that, we saw at the World Cup. So that, 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 is, what I, that is what I was going to say. I've seen people got, say we shouldn't try that. Well, I think we sh- it's one of the options we should look at. <laughs> okay. you can, I'm not going to say straight away, play three back. Because three back system, as I've said a lot of times, has. It's not dependent on the three defenders. It's yeah, also wing back. It is, has so much information yeah. that the players and our players are intelligent. Of course, they can process it. But you need to be absolutely on top. And when you see managers who have been very meticulous about this three-back system, these are managers. They are micro are, managers. Yeah, they are nerds. Like Antonio Conte, you look at Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea when they won the Champions League. You know, they, and, and when it goes wrong, it goes horribly wrong. And so we saw Conte with his Spurs team. But when his Juventus team was on fire, and winning the league, it was perfect. When he came to Chelsea and stopped the 4 3 3 to the 3 back, we saw how perfect it was. So it can be a very good system for Ghana. And the reason why I would go for the 3 back system is our best centre back, and that's why I said that we need to be very solid at the back. Because Kudus can pop up with the magic. Jordan can do anything. Anybody can get a goal from any. It's a tournament. Just one goal can give you three points, which will be very important, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to go into a tournament looking for fine football. I'm going to look, go into a tournament looking for a team that is very resilient and strong, difficult to break through. That is why I think, I don't think, that when we partner Salisu and Amate, when I've seen them play, he has never looked solid to me. Mm. 
Yes, yes. And there's a reason, right? Yeah, there's there's a reason to it. Well, well, I think that many people say that Amati is the leader at the back. I don't think he is a leader. I don't think Amati's organization at the back is great. Mm. And even he, Amati himself, is sometimes cobble watching or loses concentration. His position at times has been very questionable. Questionable. Mm. Against several games. Yeah, he's all over the place. And Mohamed Salih, so as good as he is, and, and one that looks like he can be a very good leader in the future, I also think that because his game is a bit... He's very aggressive, right? When when he's defending. Not to say he's jumping he's, tackles, he's but... He's calm. I think yeah. one of he, his biggest problems is probably something he can do nothing about. It's his physique. He's a huge guy. Yeah. So, it, there is a lot of weight on his body, on his feet, on his muscles, on his... So, yeah. he's that kind of guy. Yeah. He's, a, he's strong. Yes. He's quick. Yeah. It's just that he can't be fit. That's so he, the problem. He needs... And again, he's a player that I think he needs somebody to guide him. Right? Mm. He, you can't leave him on his own and think he's going to... He's... He's all on his own. He's a no, no, perfect... And Amate is not that guy. Because Amate has a lot to focus, focus on, on his game as well. So, when we've had the best... The best partnership we've had amongst those three is when Jiku has played ag against Daniel Amate. And surprisingly, among those three, I think Jiku is a better organizer at the back than... The two that I've mentioned. Mm -hmm. But Jiku's best position in centre-back has not been on the right. It's been on the left. Mm. Amate's best position in centre-back has been on the right. And surely Mo Salisu won't play on the right. He'll play on the left. He's playing he has to play playing. on the left. So if we, want, if we want to get a solid back three, and some of the best defensive performances we've seen in the last six months or one year is the second half against Brazil, when we sit to the back three with those three centre-backs, the first half against Portugal, when those three centre-backs played, we were solid as a unit at the back. We were very good. So I'm thinking that going into the tournament, when we've been very exposed at the back, and if you go into tournaments and you consider the first goal, it can very much be a heavy weight on you. So let's fix that back. I'll play the back three. Right? Okay. And when we do that, it probably then gives us a little room to also try the double pivot that we've not been very impressed with. Because what the back three can do is... With the same personnel? It could be with us. It could be Ashimero and and Babai Dries. So it could so be then that's the same and, It could be Salis and 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 and, and Ashimero. Uh, Ashimero, right? Any of them, but not Baba and the fixture. And Salis. Can, the fixture can determine that. Okay. The, because if if that happens, and we give a little bit more lines, in, that's why I'm 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 very sad that the player like Baba Ramai is not going to come because he fits this even the more. Because Baba Ramai when he's attacking. Can very much put some good. I know people. It's are a proper wing back. It's a proper wing back, and mm -hmm. that is one thing he struggled with. We've always used him as a left back. I don't think he's a good left back, but I think that when he has a bit of a cover behind him, and he's going forward, and he's playing in between the attacking and the defensive end. Baba can enjoy himself. Yeah, right? in midweek he made he scored a goal and an assist. And he created, he created a chance as well. Or created a goal as well. Yeah, and you can have a Dennis Odoi who offensively is better than Ali Dusaidu. But depending upon the game, if you want to play. Very, if you've got a goal, you want to protect it, you're probably going to throw on Ali Seydou and then and Gideon Mensah, whoever is going to stay tight, so you have your back five. Mm. And the thing is, we have an attacking line, lineup, who individually can make things happen, right? Because but you try to... as a group... As a group, we struggle, then that is where the coach has to find a fix. Where do you so, fix all these attacking players? For me, I think that, yeah, and you express good concerns about the defence. Yeah, yeah. Even the midfield, there are some issues. Yeah. Massive I think issues. our thank you. I think our big where our biggest talents lie is in attack. Yeah, yeah. 
But what would be the best combination to get the best out of them? Because it seems like we have, in my opinion, I think we have maybe about six very similar players. Yeah. Six six players that are exactly the same. So, 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 again, the reason why I would choose that, I know people have said between the Like, Semenyo can play where Inaki plays, yeah. Inaki can play where Osman Bukari plays, Osman Bukari can play where Pencil plays, yeah. Pencil can play where Kwanis Dofa plays. Yeah. It's, 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 it's Jordan, like you too can Jordan can play <laughs> where. Uh, 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 Pinto, Pinto, play. So, how many players? Yeah. So, so, all of them very good right footed wingers that can play off a striker, yeah, on that left hand side. On top of on top of my head, right? The the the, the if you're going to play with that system that I've said, the, the three back with with full backs attacking more, if the full backs are going to attack more and they'll get cover from the two uh, central midfielders and the back three, then there is no way if you start in Naki wide. Kudus wide and Jordan wide or Jordan wide, they will stay wide. Because mm. if the fullbacks are going to count, then you need to vacate those areas for them. And the reason why I'll need them to vacate those areas is the three players who are likely to start are not, as much as they are not out and out strikers, they are also not typical wingers. However, they are good forward players. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference. I think Kamal Din Suleiman is, is a winger, pure winger. I think Joseph Pinto is a pure winger. I think Osman Bukhari is a winger. I don't think Kudus is a winger. I don't think Inaki Williams is a winger. Mm. I don't think Jordan is a winger. I think these are very good forward players, mm -hmm. right, who can operate in wide areas. Now, if those fullbacks are going to take a lot of the space higher up the pitch, then Jordan, Kudus, Inaki Williams have to be in and around the box. And I think that is where they can cause problems. Since you took the job. Just a quick one. Uh, thank you, yes. this one. If, let's say, Inaki Williams or Jordan is even drawing in, he's forcing a player to in create an opportunity for your... Uh, no, why? Uh, yeah, so yes, so that's what I'm saying. So, so the point is, and they will have no choice. If the wing backs are supposed to, the instruction that the wing backs, you know, take care of the line, yeah. then the wide forward player has to vacate yeah. that area. Yeah. And in vacating it, you don't vacate to go and defend. You vacate no, no, to get no. in and around the box. Ultimately, Danny's trying to say, Danny, yes, yeah, Daniel. Yeah, I'm saying, you see, I, 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 I agree with what Situ is saying, but for me, fundamentally, the reason why we should we should operate in a back three and when you say a back three is very complex and things to be frank in the last year or two the black stars have seemed pretty comfortable with the black the back three this is a team that yeah, played yeah. in a flat back four in the first half against nigeria switched to a back three and it looked like they had been playing it for six years yeah when they play a back three they seem really compact and really another good and example would be in fact another good example would be the brazil friendly yeah the brazil, brazil second the brazil friendly in the second portugal half against portugal time. up until the, the changes were made and uh, jordan and co came on look when you look at our fundamental our fundamental lack in the past year year and a half our defense has been very poor with a back four we've looked too open it doesn't matter whether we are playing two dms we've just left a bit too too much space in between the lines and teams teams have been able to 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 yeah to punish us but anytime we play a back three we look much more compact but the similar trait is that our attacking potency with a back four is very similar to our attacking potency in a back three so which one do you prefer do you prefer to be much more solid and struggle up front anyway than to struggle up front anyway and also to be uh, 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 too open at the back I prefer the back three. And Citra has made a very important point. With the four players that we have, look, they have magic in their legs. This is a tournament setting. It's not a league. It's a tournament setting where you can get a goal out of anything. I'm not saying we should go and we should enter the tournament and be praying in terms of hope. 
But again, when he talks about profile of players, especially in the forward areas, if you are playing, let's say, a 3-4-3, three, three, which I think we should do, with the wing-backs, people are forgetting that Schindler is not a right-back. Yeah. Schindler is a wing-back or a right-winger. So yeah. he's perfect for that role. Yeah. And for me, if a player like Tariq Lamte couldn't make it, I think Schindler is much more much better in that position in terms of the balance because defensively, I think he's much better than Tariq Lamte in that role. Now, again, another thing that we also need to consider when playing a back three is combinations. The players on the, the laterals, that is the wing back and whichever forward is it playing on the on the on his side must be in constant communication and must have a certain level of tel- telepathy. We've seen the combinations between Jordan on the left and Barbara Man and Jordan and Gideon Mensa. I think those two defensively have been really good. Whoever whoever is playing left back with Jordan on the left hand side, there's been little or no trouble. If you go back to the Brazil friendly and those of us who did who watched it without emotions, there was Brazil had no luck on that side. Uh, Rich, uh, what's his name? The guy who the lead United boy who went to Barcelona. Their friend is simple. Rafinha. 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 Yeah. Rafinha was on that side in the first half. Brazil literally didn't have luck on that side because Jordan and Barbara Amar were putting on that side. And then they switched and started concentrating on uh, uh, Dennis Odoi's side. And that's where all their goals came from. Again, the South Korea game, in, that, in the entirety of that game, Gideon Mensah had a super game with Jordan Ayu defensively. Korea had no luck from that side. In the second half, they needed to switch their concentration. And if you look at the, the attacking stat map, the percentage of, of, of uh, attacking play, Mm-hmm. Korea switched from the first half while they were trying to use uh, uh, Jordan, Jordan and uh, Gideon Mensah side to the other side where it came to uh, uh, Tariq Lamte. Tariq Lamte side. That's where the two goals came from. Remember, he made a mistake the first one. They beat him to the cross yes, the second one. Yes, Both yes. games came from that side. Exactly. So you need to consider those combinations. And for me, even though, even though as a wing back, Barbara Man may be better because he offers more offensively. I think that Gideon Mensah is not as bad a player to be able to play that role. And if he's playing on that role, and that's a mistake we've made with Jordan, recent times we've been playing him on the right-hand side. So that balance that he may offer with whoever he's partnering on the left-hand side is not clicking as much as it's supposed to. So for me, I would play, and I made a point on, on Sportsman, I would play Jordan as the left-sided, left side of the front with Inyaki in the middle and Kudus. But I will make Inyaki and Kudus have that freedom to be switching rules because both of them in their club size they are not natural right wingers but they have that sort of liberty to move and operate within the right side whilst offering very good defensive balance because if you look at Inyaki's defensive stats and you look at Kudus's defensive stats this season they've offered very very good balance this season that would be perfect whilst also accommodating and helping whoever is playing on the left hand side be it Hamid and I think it is going to be uh, Gideon Men's side to also offer us that uh, 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 compactness so for me the key is our defense if we're able to keep that solid back three yeah. be defensively solid you have Sindler who is good enough as a right winger you have video mensa who can thrive but then when you go to your front main and especially the the, the, the midfield two, you have a progressor in uh, ashimeru if you have your 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 front three who have magic in their legs look we can sneak through one nails we don't need to be winning three nil four nil every game that's not how you go that's, about that's, tournaments that's, yeah, in yeah. tournaments you can't win a tournament without without having a compact defense and for me black stars what gives us that compact defense is the is the is the back three the back four our players don't have the profile to be able to complement each other and it's not like each of them are bad but again before i hang up uh the point about amate is as spot on as he has a lot of experience, but he has never been a leader. Even at Leicester City, he, he needs a helping hand. He's almost like Rudiger. 
in the right system, he can thrive. But it doesn't mean that he's been playing for a long time, so he knows how to organize. He doesn't. And even when you watch he and Jiku, Jiku does more of the organization. Yep, yep. So yep. if you leave, if you leave Amate with Salisu, they are going to struggle because they are good defenders who need a helping hand. For me, play that back three. Even if I was the if I was the coach, personally, I would drop Amate and play Nicolas Upoku because of his his ability with his his feet. I think he's much better than yeah. He's um, a very Amati. good forward passer yeah. of the yeah. ball. Very good forward passer. So if you have him on your right on the right hand side of the defense, and you have your Salisu. With Jiku doing the organization, I think that will give us yeah, solid Danny, compactness. Very well. And also good Danny, yeah, on, 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 on if whether Mate or, or Nicolas should play on that right side of the. The reason why maybe I'll go for Mate is because he's very comfortable going wide because he's played as a right back at times. Exactly. So that's. And I, said, I, find, I find Nicolas maybe not comfortable. No centre back really likes going unless they've got an experience of. The more reason why I would maybe lean towards keeping Mate on the right. Uh, Jiku in the middle and and Salisu on the left. But like, again, then and I on the same point. But what I make up, the final thing about the attack is, if you are playing, jo it looks very likely that Jordan, Inaki, and Kudus will start. These are three very talented footballers. There is no, there is no way anybody can convince me that they cannot be intelligent enough to to run around freely in those front three roles. What I don't want them to do is to turn into wingers. Where in recent years, we've seen mm. Jordan play as a winger for the Black Stars. Inaki uh, uh, had the, the line. Uh. He's, he's holding the line and Kudus is holding the line. They can't thrive. If you're going to use wingers, then our options would be Bukhari, Nyama, and, and, and Pencil. These are wingers who, when they have the Enterprising quick. Yes, they, they would best. It comes natural to them. But if you're going to play Jordan, then you might as well play him well. He's not going to hug the line for you. But it's going to give you a, a good shift to play as a mm. forward. Kudus and Inaki the same. So we've got what it takes to cause problems. But it, it, it all has to come together as a collective piece. That's a very fine point. Thank you very much. I've got uh, some messages here. What I want to do is that I want to actually take uh, some phone calls. Uh, because we're just because we're having a conversation about, about the Black Stars. I know you have opinions. Um, especially uh, a lot of... We have almost like 400 people who are listening to us on Twitter spaces, you have your thoughts and all that, just as much as other people have their thoughts. Eleanor says, hello, uh, guys, great show by all standards. Good, good fun. Happy New Year to you all. Um, and then, okay, no problem. Thank you very much, Eleanor, for that message. This one says, uh, uh, good afternoon, guys. A big shout out to Dan A.K., who celebrated his birthday on Tuesday. I'm glad. Uh, okay, where's the rest of the message? He says, I'm glad that, um, okay, is, is Jojo messing with my thing or what? No. All right, cool. He says, I'm glad that we share the same birth month and I want you guys to wish I and my twin brother, Johnson, a happy birthday, which is tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday to you guys. Twins? Uh, happy birthday. Oh. Yeah, twins. For the TV right issue, as long as I have <laughs> GTV, I, I know I'm sorted. John from Achimota. Uh, okay, this message says, uh, Nito Josintema says, uh, we love the Black Stars. Um, all right, we also love the Blasters. Thank you for that message. This one says, uh, uh, we will definitely... Okay, somebody's sending a message about Richard Saki in Achimota She says he will not renew his DSTV because of the AFCON thing. All right. Yes, this one says, um, Nanakwesi, he says, uh, Daniel talking about the same dog who missed Wakasa and others injury or a different one it's a different one. Oh no uh, no uh, the one Pambu. who went to have in fact, in one was called it, I don't know. dr baba okay. and this one is called dr pambo the interview just ended dr pambo told me in an interview that he's the last doctor who will ever risk 
saying that a player will, will be available after match day two or match day three. Mm. If the player is not fit for match day one, he's, he's not, not fit. Going That's to it. Him. Simple. Yeah. Uh, he says, hey, wake up, my brother. So he said, he said, you are not serious with the business of profession. So let's be serious. Uh, once take care of our players for you for free, okay? Stop the Ahumasua and Akeka Benson <laughs> from a taxpayer. Well, so now it's been established. The basis of your point in itself was invalid because it was not the same doctor. This one says, good afternoon, guys. The twist tournament depends on Ashimiro and Lamte. They have to turn up. No excuses. P. Acha. Uh, Milan Panditin. I didn't talk with that message. And this one says, uh, uh, why are you people mentioning Jordan? I think jo- jo- uh, Joseph Pencil and Bukhari and Nyama give us more than him. Manuel Amaru in Medina. Sicho just made your point for you. So... I think he agrees with you. Uh, this one says, I wish the Blasters good luck. Antonio, Antonio from Wa. Our good friend said that they're always uh, shipping in with good, valuable contribution. He says, it's very difficult to make profit or break even in the AFCON broadcast. This is why GBC and the other TV channels formed the consortium during the AFCON and the World Cup. And they've always relied on the government of Ghana to purchase the right to show the AFCON and World Cup. I represented my TV between 2014 and 2019, and it was only the World Cup that brought some profits in advertising. Yeah, only the World Cup that's uh, and, all and the that. All the AFCON was 2018. I remember yeah. I was also at the channel that was that was buying yeah. the right. So. He says all the AFCON from 2014 and even all the, the way till he left. Even that World, Cup, that World Cup, Ghana wasn't there yet. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we, we, yes, yes. Yeah. In fact, we made money. Now on yeah. Oh, but okay. AFCON there some way. Interesting. Right. Okay. Um. Uh, anyway. So, uh, let me take a few calls, should I? Yes, let me take a few calls. All right, the number is 030-221-6541, 030-221-6541, and 055-111197. Your thoughts on the AFCON squad and all the conversations? We have about five minutes or so to wrap it up, so it will be very, very short. 030-221-6541 and 055. One 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 nine nine seven. This is game plan on ninety nine point seven Joe FM and one hundred three point nine Hits FM. We have a caller already. Uh, let's go. Hello. Uh, oh, uh, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. Yes, your name and uh, where you're calling from, and just go oh, ahead. I'm I'm seriously calling from Bangkok. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I want to talk briefly about the, the Black Stars and then the squad and the upcoming tournament. Well. <laughs> Yes, please reduce the volume on the radio. Eh? It's giving us some really bad feedback, I think. Or just kill it all together. Okay. So all right. good now? Go ahead. Yes, perfect. Okay, so the squad that Coach Chris has put up, I think that, that is the best of all we have at the moment. So we will go with that. And I agree with the guys on the on the fact that we should play a back three because we've really, really been conceding a lot. And with previous matches that we've, we've played, I think the back three is with Salisu back and all. Yeah. But my biggest issue with the Blasters like. is their commitment level. If like. these players decide to show up and play, they can go really far in this tournament. We keep seeing them in games that if they go down by a goal and then they all lose focus or they, they, they seem uninterested in the game anymore, it is, it is, it is really hard, heartbreaking watching these players look so undisturbed when we are we considered or things are not going well in a game, yeah, very if well. they decide to show up, we'll do well. Trust we'll me, guys, well. we'll do well in this tournament. We'll do well. All right, thank, thank you very you. much. Uh, let's go to our next caller, 030 uh, 
Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, how are you doing? Ah, very well. Your name and then go ahead. Ah, uh, Kingsley, you guys are doing well. Thank you. Congratulations for all. Thank you. Go ahead. Oh, that's all you wanted to say. <laughs> uh, he called to congratulate us. That's that's fair. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, it is. It is. All right. Uh, let me take one more caller, actually. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon. Yes. Your name and uh, go ahead. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I can hear you. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, your name and then go ahead. Okay, so my name is Kwesi. I'm, I'm calling from Akka. All right, Kwesi, wrap up for me. Okay, so um, we I think that we always keep talking about how committed these players are. I don't know if you have a way we could measure commitment. I mean, on the pitch, if we are down by a goal, how do you know by looking at the, the faces of the players until they are not committed? Sometimes you make these, um, I don't want to say allegations, but then there is no clear way of knowing. You, know, you have no idea what goes through their mind when they are on the pitch and they, and they are down by a goal. I'm not sure they will be there just uh, just to want to play and lose. Yeah, so let's I, I think, just I think, go I think, ahead. I think that's a fair point. I think that's let's a fair just point. go ahead and support them. Yes. Even when you think that per your own assessment, when you look at their face and you think they are not committed, just support because Charlie, they are. Once they show up, they are committed. Nobody once shows they, up to lose. Yes, once they show up to play the ball, they are committed. And then on the formation, I think it. I agree with you guys. The three five four. When we play the three back, it's always helpful. We should go ahead and then implement that. Thank you so much. Uh, very well, Chrissy. Uh, it, it's worth reminding all of you though that. We played three back uh, at the World Cup, and in three games, you conceded seven seven goals. So we played three back only in our first game. Yeah. No. Only in the first. Only game. the first game. Ah. so we abandoned it against Korea. Yeah. we abandoned it against Uruguay because Jiku then was dropped. The first game, three back, we conceded three goals. No, in the first half, we're playing strictly three back. In the yes. second half, we're a bit expansive after after one one. Uh -huh. But for the Ronaldo penalty, was goalless, and that was the only time Portugal went through. And we us. looked solid. We looked solid mm -hmm. until the penalty. Once they scored, we wanted to. Try and equalize, we're expansive, and then they got us. Uh, very well. Muftan Abil Abdullah, I, I, I wish you quick recovery from your cold. That's why I saved you a, a lot of talking today. Yeah, yeah very yes. necessary. Yes, very, very necessary. Uh, and keep safe. Thank you, Sicho, as well. And thank you very much. All for the safety, yeah, it's very necessary. For, <laughs> for tuning in. Gary Osmith, uh, of course, also uh, Daniel Crantin joining us on the show. That's been another episode of Game Plan here on 99.7 Joy FM. It hits 103.9. My name is Fento. So I hear friends, we are back same time, 1.15 p.m. next Friday. Until then, take care and bye-bye.